0: and use promo code bear for 20% off your first order. You know what my favorite text is? A waypoint in the Onyx Hunt app to a goblin turkey. My name is Clay Newcomb, and this is a production of the Bear Grease Podcast called the Bear Grease Render, where we render down, dive deeper, and look behind the scenes of the actual Bear Grease Podcast. Presented by FHF Gear, American-made, purpose-built hunting and fishing gear that's designed to be as rugged as the places we explore. So... Josh is now like the audio bad boy of the Bear Grease yeah, podcast. Yeah, I got a
1: rep now. But I got a reputation. Jo- Josh was, street Josh I think you got was, a rep. You got, you got priors. <laughs>
0: well, he got reprimanded. He got reprimanded for fidgeting, heavy breathing, yep. drinking on the podcast. <laughs> Not alcoholic drinks, non-alcoholic drinks, but drinking on the podcast. Yeah. And then, and so we were texting Josh, you know, okay, here's a here's thing that we all do and we all know it. When you actually need to talk to someone about something serious and you turn it into like a little bit of a joke.
1: You're doing a bit. Yeah. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: It's like rather than like call Josh and like yeah. confront him. Yeah. Just like. Which man, is to I, me, I that's the best way to do yeah. it. Oh, Brent Reeves. Reeves says that. Who's never it, it, confronted it, it, anyone Reeves. in his life. No, so I not make a not, joke. Not jokingly.
2: I'm like, hey,
3: stop.
0: Well, so we joke. So. So we send a, a, t- a text thread, and we're yeah. like, oh, you're,
4: Josh You've offended is drinking. Josh. You're offending Brin. Um, I yeah, think yeah. you need to watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: No, no. So after a couple of joking text <laughs> messages about the heavy breathing, it got real heavy drinking, quick. then it was like, Josh is really offended.
1: This is how we create a villain. <laughs> he is now a bad boy. I'm a megalomaniac uh, he's, a, he's, yeah. he's adjusting <laughs> that mic to breathe directly into it. I'd like to bring up a point like the chairs provided – are very noisy. Like, is that our it fault? It adds ambiance. Yeah, I mean,
4: creek.
5: it's not like we're
1: sitting in a recording studio. It's
5: a, it's, this, this, this this is your is office. The, this
1: Clay has attacked Josh. Josh has now attacked back. He says, this is not a recording studio.
0: Wow. That really hurts my feelings, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He said, it, is,
1: he said it jokingly. Yeah, it, it, he did it in a joke style. Well, so, What if you had really confronted off. me after this? Yeah.
0: Like, Clay, I know you think this is a recording studio. It's not.
5: <laughs> you think that all the taxidermy deadens the
1: sound, but it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. I bet, <laughs> that, I bet, the I the bet if you took
0: that bear out of here, this thing would sound like an echo chamber. I wonder it I wonder what, I wonder have, what
1: the like, resonance would be if you removed every bear hide from here.
0: It would be... It's oh, definitely it be it's, it be. it's
5: seriously echoey. It was when you first moved in.
0: But now, with all the bear hides. And the furs. I've got the furs nine, two, absorb a lot, three, too. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight bear hides, a full deer hide, a mountain a lion hide. Fox. 18 coon hides. A mountain lion. Did you say mountain lion? A mountain lion.
1: A Black Panther shoulder mount. Black Panther shoulder mount. Bear hide. Here's got a tick on it. Bear chaps. Does it really? <laughs> well, welcome to
0: the Bear Grease Render, guys. I'm very excited about today's podcast. I want to just pitch this in right here at the front so that everybody will know. August 2nd through the 4th, this podcast comes out on the 3rd of 2022. There's time left. There's time left. There's a big season opener sale for First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and all the meat eater brands. And basically, I'm not going to go through all the exact stuff, but if there was ever time to buy First Light Gear, it's now. Big sales on everything that they've got. Also with Phelps, there's some stuff that's even forty percent off with the first light. Um, Phelps is having a big, big sale. Their elk bugle that has the built-in diaphragm is revolutionizing elk call. I mean, you know, typically Josh, you use a a like a turkey type diaphragm call, and then you blow through a bugle tube.
1: I did know And it that. takes
0: a little bit of a little bit of practice to blow it. They've is kinda... there a
1: video where I can see that used, like in a home shopping network type of? <laughs> Yes, context. there
0: is. There happens to be two gentlemen that I just I met them just briefly, uh, Claude Newcomb and Brad Reeves that made a little video
1: at a gas station with taxidermy in is it. So he said, great. "Come yes. back, we got some work for you." Does yeah. First Light yeah. have any bootcut pants for Isaac? Oh no,
0: I wish they. Did. Hey, what
1: would you say to a guy who says I like to buy my stuff at the last minute and at full price? Like, is this a good opportunity for them? No. If that guy would need to wait to the fifth yeah. of August, yeah, absolutely, yeah, like roll, roll the play. dice. I don't know if it's going to show up in time. Wait yeah, till like wait. If I was yeah, that the, yeah, okay, cool. But it, if you want, if you want a good deal good stuff, yeah, and to get it in plenty of time for the season, now's the times get season busy. opener
0: sale, Gary. Well,
1: you know, but,
3: and look how our main man here is dressed in overalls. This is kind of like Dunlap store right here. Yeah, you know, this is you this is Dunlap an antiquated one. way. Don't, that's, Don't forget my side. This is all high-tech stuff you're selling. Yeah. This is all you need is overalls. Right. And well, a good
2: attitude and perfect balance. I have all of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and white teeth. And you wear quite a bit of first light gear. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. All the time. Well, we're just begging them to make us some overalls. <laughs> Cut that out, Isaac. <laughs> I got it. Don't cut it out, I Don't cut it out, <laughs> If I get in trouble, I'm going to blame you, though. You got <laughs> it. Um, the last render. So we always, every now and then, describe our the, the structure of our podcast for anyone who yeah. might be new. Every other week, we have the Bear Grease Render, which is where we gather up a group of people to talk about the real Bear Grease, which is our documentary-style podcast, which we do every other week. So we produce a weekly podcast. So this week, on the render... We are going to be talking about our gas station taxidermy roadshow podcast. Very funny. It was very entertaining. Oh, man. Me and Isaac, when we kind of built this idea, and by built this idea means I called Isaac and was like, this is what I'm going to do. And he was like, great idea. But yeah. it just means a lot when he's like, great idea. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when we built this podcast, I was like. Uh, uh, yes, man. <laughs> I was like, this is, uh, is going <laughs> to be good. Why is that dog barking? Tess! Push.
4: Dogs my ears.
0: <clears throat> That's loud. I can't take dogs barking.
4: He says that, and he has six pound Yeah, they're always barking.
0: <laughs> so I was excited about this because it was just a different style of podcast than we've ever done. It was uh, definitely. It was, but it was a lot of fun. It was uh, primarily in the field content. We had two feature guests, one of which was Misty Newcomb. And one of which was J.B. Shreve, who couldn't be here. He was going to come, but he wasn't able to. Okay. but So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Fascinating
5: Um, character. I've met him before.
0: Old J.B. Shreve. Introductions. We're going to go counterclockwise this time. To my right, Josh Landbridge, Spillmaker. Still as a stone. Great to have you, Josh.
5: Still as a stone.
0: The Bear Grease audio bad boy himself, Josh Spillmaker. Gary Newcomb to his right. Gary, how you been, man?
3: Excellent. Excellent.
0: You got a lot to say on this podcast? I, you
3: know, I can't wait.
0: You're going to tear I'm in.
3: bubbling over.
0: <laughs> good. Jubilation. Good. To your right, Misty Newcomb. Great to see you, Misty.
4: Always. Have you got a lot to, to say? Be. You know, I've said a lot.
0: you, Will know. you Already?
4: I think I have about an average amount to say. Great.
0: Mm. To your right, Isaac Neal. Yes, produ- sir. Assistant producer, assistant to the producer of the Bear Grease podcast. Yes. Great to have you. Thank you. I kind of missed the, uh, the boot cut jeans and cowboy boots. Yeah. Well,
1: I was at a... It I was went,
0: you went full reverse a lot. Yeah. I was
1: at a show all weekend, and I had my, my boot cut jeans and my cowboy boots on. And Did I tell you how I got the cowboy boots? I assumed Lost you, a bit. You bought them. Did you my wonderful father, take them off of a corpse my, or something? My wonderful father, Chris Neal, says, you want some cowboy boots? And I said... Yes, I'd love some cowboy boots. Thank you very much. He said, my podiatrist said, I can't wear them anymore. <laughs> I thought he was going to get them from the podiatrist. They're like somebody different. couldn't. That'd I need to know what a no, podiatrist is. Just I foot think doctor. doctor. Context clues. Foot, foot doctor. Foot doctor. Foot doctor. Foot doctor. Okay. Anyway, so he gave me the boots, right? Love the boots. I was standing on concrete all weekend at a trade show. And today I was just like, I'm tired. I'm going with my supportive tennis shoes. That's the reason. I'm putting on my shorts. But I did get this shirt from my dad as well, so it's all it's Bring all in of Chris Neal. Yeah, <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> great. Well, looking good. Looking good. And then, to your right, Brent Reeves. Great to see you, Brent.
2: Great to be seen.
0: You're wearing a very nice pair of overalls today and a, a new pair of shoes. Ooh. Oh. Oh, oh bears. Look at these oh, socks. those okay.
2: bears? That's bears, yeah. Jack. Ladies bears and gentlemen, socks.
4: Brent Reeves is wearing... A powder blue pair of trouser socks.
2: Yeah, with bears on. Them.
4: Decorated. Does
2: that bear have a fish in its, it's mouth? It's got a trout. Well, what else would he have in
4: there? There's like I about no
2: berries. It's Small a of bears. With grizzlies. These were these were a present from Bailey. These socks. She gets me socks with. I got socks with the uh, hound dogs on them. Yep. With trout. You would appreciate them, Josh. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Fish, bears, animals. Yeah. So I, I like to wear them.
0: Excellent. Y- and you're who, are you? Good. who are you? Who are you? My name's Clay Newcomb. Okay. I'm the host of the Bear Grease podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the taxidermy roadshow, but before that I wanna wade through a few things. Brent, tell me about the, your your dog tree in the other night. You no, know,
2: Whalen, first cut out of the box, turn him loose, he goes, trees, I look on my Garmin, hundred and fifty yards. I walk to the spot where he's at, and he still sounds like he's a quarter of a mile away. And we're hunting up in the woods where we filmed where you guys were yep. at, where we coon hunted yeah. up at with Michael, uh-huh. I get up to the edge of this slough right here, man. It's flat ground all the way in there, so there's no hills, there's no, there's not a hollow tree close, there's not a, there's there's a slough right in front of me, but there's no beaver dam, there's nothing. I don't understand why I can't hear this dog. This shows him to be at this point 20 feet away. I walk 20 more feet, and I'm standing on this bare ground, flat bare ground in the river bottoms, and this dog sounds like he is a quarter of a mile away. He just
3: mm. Ooh, ooh. I was
2: like, I can't. Where's my dog? So I'm looking at Michael. I said, Michael, I can't find my dog. And I'm looking at the Garmin, and that thing is spinning around in circles like a ceiling fan. I know I am right where this dog is at or where the collar is at. And then I get to listen, and he is barking under my feet. (laughs) What? Under my feet. He is in the the ground. And I think somebody's got to get a shovel. i got to dig my dog out. I I
1: could see. Hold, Hold up real quick. Yes. That sounds like the next Clay Newcomb song. Somebody get a shovel. I got to take my <laughs> dog out. Hound <laughs> in the hole. See. Just an idea. <laughs> okay. Could back be. Hound so, in the hole.
4: Chicken in the holler. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
2: so I'm I'm 20 feet, 25 feet away from the edge of the slough. And the water. I can see it's not running water, it's standing water, but I can see the water moving. So I walked over to the edge and, and laid down and looked under. And there's a six inch gap between. The top of the dirt and the water—you can see there is a, a beaver run, a beaver hole that goes up in oh this bank. And I, I get down there, and I can hear it, and it sounds like Waylon has got a uh, paper towel tube, and he's barking through <laughs> it and barking out that hole. You know, <laughs> that would be a sight to see. So if I, I shine my light in there, and I can't see anything. It's just water. So I called him, and when he comes out, he looks like a, he's in a, a submarine periscope. All I can see <laughs> is the top of his eyes, and the rest of him's underwater at that point. He comes right out, swims out, and I grab him by the collar and pull him up. And I looked at Michael. Michael said, we're just going to say he had the coon. I ain't going down there to check. <laughs> there it was. Ooh, and from then on. Story. How far yeah. in there was he? Uh, 15 yards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, For wow. real. He was way back in there. Yeah.
2: I mean, he it wasn't like he was right on the edge of the bank. He was 15 yards away from the edge of the water. No flashlight. He's mm. he's a man. He's a good dog.
0: Okay, so I've got have got a little bit of a story. Bear Nukem and I went this week to get ready for bear season, and we went and we took uh, we took our mules to a piece of property where we bear hunt. You may have seen us have the mule the the mule videos where we're hauling bait, and we took uh, we took Banjo up there, and right out of the shoot, Banjo. Y'all have seen me post some stuff about Banjo. And he's not doing great.
4: Clay and Banjo are in the strained era of their relationship. <laughs> he's
0: had a little bit of recidivism,
2: <laughs>
1: hasn't he? Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of gone their rebellious.
4: Would you years. say that
1: he's he's sort of the Josh Spielmaker of the Mule <laughs> the Pack? Mule <laughs> he's the bad boy of the Mule pasture.
0: <laughs> but he so my history with Banjo is is that he started off really good. You do remember though that there was one episode of the Bear Grease render that I titled kicked by a mule because he kicked me when he walked out. That's a strike against an animal if it ever reaches out and kicks you. That's like getting bit by a dog. It's like way to, you know, usually you don't give him too many more chances than that, but because he was, it, it was kind of my fault. I kind of scared him. He wasn't like trying to hurt me. You know, he got a pass. He kicked me right in the thigh. Well, I started riding him in January and he was doing really great. First time I rode him, just just rode him around the round pen. Usually start riding him in a round pen, just as a contained, controllable environment. And I had packed on him. I had done all the there's there's multiple training exercises that you do to basically train a mule. Well, I got over just overzealous with how good he was doing. And so one day back in the spring, I decided just I'm just going to ride him out in our small pasture out here. And he was doing fine. Everything was okay. And then I went under a tree, and the limbs of the tree raked against my hat and made just kind of a scratching noise. Josh, it would probably be like your mustache like scratching <laughs> up against a <the> microphone <laughs> is what it sounded thank like you. to, to thank Banjo. You. No,
4: and so like. Banjo...
0: It spooks him. He runs. He makes like a like just a quick run, and when he does, I kind of tighten down on the saddle, just trying to stay on. And when I do, I think that spooks him, and he bucks twice, real big. I mean, I couldn't sit. And when you're in the saddle, it feels like a giant, <laughs> like you know, rodeo buck. It probably All fours wasn't. off the ground. And uh, it, but he bucked hard twice, and I flew off the front. He bucked me off. No big deal. I actually got back up on him and rode him right then, just to let him know everything was okay. But since that time, he has been ultra spooky about almost everything. So I started riding him in the round pen again, and still doing all my normal exercises: my lunging, my—I uh, don't really even know what to call it—but there's like five or six. To be clear, this is I not do.
4: Clay with his hands over his head, bending at the knees. Not those kind of lunges. That's right. Yeah, that's
0: right.
1: I was Lungy thinking you, like, they... upright on top of its back doing some sort of yeah. horseback gymnastics or that muleback cool. gymnastics. That would have been cool. Go ahead. So,
0: anyway, Misty saw that one. Misty and my nephew were in the garden when that happened. And then two, three weeks later, after I'd worked him a couple of times and ridden him a couple of times, and I thought, okay, we're over him getting spooky. Um, we're over him getting spooky. We're good. I was riding him, and I'd ridden him for 30 or 40 minutes in the round pen. And just all of a sudden, he just got spooked, unprovoked. Spooked is what it felt like. And he bucked two times, and I flew off the exact same way. He, 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 so he he drops his head and spins hard right, and I keep going left. And uh, But the second time, I landed on my feet. Yeah, it was uh, that's pretty Monty,
2: good. That was Monty Hawkeye Henson's technique. He was a saddle <laughs> yeah. bronc rider, man. Could ride the hair off of winged pegasus and when he got and when he come off of that bronc uh, he, it was nine miles in the air and he landed on his feet and walked off like a stud that he was really yes sir
0: wow that's, in that's inspiring yeah fact check that what's his name
2: Monty hawkeye henson okay
0: so so now i'm scared of banjo just to be if i'm being honest yeah like I, and and he is hyper He's, he's hyper aware of me now when I'm around him, when I put stuff on his back and I've only got on him a couple of times and I, I've actually sent an inquiry out to my friend, Ty Evans, T S mules on Instagram, who's a master mule man. And, um, he's supposed to answer my question on his podcast. I oh, said, great. basically I had a young mule that was doing good, rolled him multiple times. Everything was okay. Buck me off. Second time he bucked me off. He's gotten much spooky and and i think i know the answer of what to do is you just got to keep doing the same thing but so we take banjo to the the land to haul all our materials up because i am building this story has some complexity in it i'm building a pit blind for black bears yeah and that's all i'm gonna say about that
2: we Uh, use decoys roll top like a rice field. You're speaking
1: my language now. Yeah, I figured it would. But we yeah. have
0: to hand dig it, and so I had to bring, uh, I had to bring <laughs> a bunch of stuff. So I was going to use banjo as our pack animal, which I did. Banjo, I get banjo all packed up. I get Izzy saddled up. Bear's going to lead banjo, and I'm going to ride. And as soon as Bear, I, I unties banjo from the tree. I said, Bear, whatever happens to that mule, I just had a feeling just by the way he was acting, that he was going to act up. I said, whatever happens, just hold on to him. You're not on his back, so he's not going to hurt you. Just hold on to him. Well, the second I get on Izzy and ride off a little bank kind of towards him, Banjo gets spooked and just throws a bucking fit. Nobody's on his back. I'm on Izzy. (laughs) But he, for comfort, is running towards Izzy. And so I'm, I'm trying to take Izzy away and I start like trotting down the road to just kind of get away from him just let him buck it out and then I was going to go catch him. Well, he he's just like right up on me and Izzy just bucking. And I mean, he, and and You'll I'm I'm that. confident that Izzy's going to get spooked and buck me off, which she's never done. And anyway, finally the darn thing bucks and just throws a fit and probably five or six big bucks, you know. And then finally he's like, he quits, and he's like, okay, I'm free, and Bear dropped the lead.
4: Way to call him out. On the, <laughs> I, I don't think you should call your kids out on, an, on a nationally hey, broadcasted podcast. it is podcast. what it is.
0: I'm sorry. I just wish you'd hell held on me. That's all. <laughs> he, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> Anymore. And the mule just He wasn't mad, banjo, at him, but he wasn't happy with it. <laughs> banjo has my steel chainsaw in his deal. He's got a pickaxe, a oh, shovel. Man. He's got all my stuff on him. And he just takes off running down this road. And we're way out in the middle of nowhere. He's going back to the truck? Well, the, we're at the truck. Oh. He's going
2: just somewhere. You ain't even got there yet.
0: We, we're, he's going wherever he's going. I oh, don't know. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. And
0: so it's always a touch and go thing when a mule takes off. Because if you chase it, they'll just keep running. But if you don't go after them day we keep running too (laughs) and And so bear uh, newcomb though this is where i'll regain bear's dignity inside of this that boy never gets he never missed a lick like his facial expression never changed his demeanor never changed the energy coming out of his body never changed mine did i get worked up i mean i was like (laughs) i don't I, i don't cuss but like most people probably would that have been would have been cousin. a good time to do it. I uh, bet. I mean, I was just like Bear gets it, you know. I mean, I was being real intense, and Bear just never, never made a made a move. And anyway, Bear takes after the mule, and about ten minutes later, I see him walking back with Banjo, and then we go up on up on to where we're going, and start maybe you should have pit him line for eight hours.
5: Maybe you should have him ride Banjo. Ooh. Maybe There's him and Banjo just would get along. So
4: much happening in this story. I I feel like I don't know much about mule training and haven't paid. As much attention outside of just filming videos. But I'm hearing a lot, Clay, that I think, Ty Evans or not, I could work (laughs) with you on. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I mean, I just, Bear being able to get banjo, not sending a lot of loose energy. Um, You thinking that you weren't mad at Bear, emotional, that you weren't happy with him either. I can assure you bear knew exactly where your emotions were at in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's some things here. Also, I question whether or not you felt I really do. When people have traumatic experiences like Rex or they always think they remember <coughs> things exactly yep. how it happened, mm-hmm. and they almost never do. Your memory plays tricks on you. Am I right, Britt? That's
0: correct, yeah.
4: In those kind of moments.
0: Well, you saw it both times.
4: Well, I'm, I'm more heard and turned, so I saw it when you were Herne. on your— Yeah, I heard. She more heard. Um, <laughs> I saw like Dad, that. Dad, do you have
0: any advice? Yeah, I think the
3: mule is reading your emotions and, and reacting. Okay. I, I just thought of that when I know what Mr. Drive yeah. driving at. Yeah. I, I'm not smart but enough to come real, up with that. I was real that. calm before that.
4: But, right. That doesn't matter. I mean, we're all real calm when our kids are being behaving like perfect angels. It, Do
3: they have a mule barn sale around here anywhere? <laughs> there it comes. Yeah. Well, he said advice. I was waiting for Gary to say, you need to sell that mule.
0: Yeah, you need <laughs> to <laughs> get ready, <laughs> mule. I mean, <laughs> it's just no question. I mean, why
3: monkey with that mule?
0: Well, I, I, I think you just have problems with mules. I and think, I've already, I've got years investing this mule. I've had it since it was weaned, and I think it'll be fine. I agree. Let's, I don't think we can get
4: rid of the mule for being a little jumpy. I think that I think if really, he keep,
0: if he if he I, if he just keeps stacking up X's, then yeah.
4: I think that let's let's try the mule handler first. Like let's go that angle. Let's let's get some emotional discipline. I'm just I'm being a little bit facetious because I know you're not out of control with your mules. You're real restrained. But I think if if you're real restrained in your actions, like you don't take action. But I do think those mules have a crazy ability to read.
0: Oh, they do. Absolutely. To read people.
4: And so even if you're being really self-controlled, they can read if you're.
0: The way, the way that I've heard it described, and, and, and I've used some of my words to describe it, is that a mule does not have a complex vocabulary and language in terms of words. I mean, literally, <laughs> they, have, they have just a few verbal noises that they make that do communicate with other things. What they do absolutely communicate with all the time is facial expression, posture, ears, eyes, mouth, nose. They literally communicate with yeah. like the the furrow of a brow, the 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 angle of an ear. And the other thing they communicate with is their was their feet. I mean, banjo and Izzy. Every single day, I watch them kick each other. I mean, like they they communicate with that. So yeah, you're speaking a different language when mm-hmm. you're around them and in, in that. And that's what natural horsemanship and these guys that are real good at it are, 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 are good at doing is, is putting out the right the, frequency. It, it sounds like voodoo, but, man, it is science. I'm no, always amazed
5: mm-hmm. at how much a, a mule, a, a, any equine animal or a dog, can pick up on fear or intimidation. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my dogs are big, goofy. I uh, have two Great Danes. Big, goofy, docile dogs that just want to play all the time. If they see someone who's intimidated by them, they want to bark at them. Yeah, but, but they won't bark at anybody else. I mean, a two-year-old will come by and they'll just bound over there and lick them. But a six-foot-six big old dude walks by and turns like this and looks at him. They're going woo
4: woo 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 woo.
5: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's like Clay's turkeys that were discriminatory against anything they That's perceived true. as weak. They would <laughs> they would attack any anything they perceived as weak either. Someone that had a disability in terms of like a visible disability where they couldn't walk straight, they would go attack that person. Really? Yes. Uh, Elderly people, young children, often women.
0: My wife, ate, gonna, my wife just like a turkey. classic bigot. Yeah, <laughs> those turkeys.
2: If you're going to be a bully, you know, pick a fight you can win.
1: Uh, I'm wondering if uh, if Banjo's a listener of the podcast, <laughs> a, a consumer of media, and has maybe picked up on this agenda you've been pushing, where you're like, your mule doesn't like you, it doesn't have the capacity to love, and Banjo's just, I'll show you, you know, yeah, yeah. you hurt me, I'm going to mm-hmm. hurt you back.
0: Yeah, emotional. I yeah.
1: thought we had something going, and then I you're thought... out here telling people mules can't love, you know? That's right. Yeah. I'd like to
0: see that. It's the, all about I'm who has a the smart treat. I'm new, but yeah. I know what love yeah, is. Yeah, I yeah. Horsemanship, a book, the book that I read,
1: <laughs> I I book that I
0: read years ago uh, before I was even training equine animals. Yeah. Talks about a paradigm shift inside of training, primarily horses, is what the book talks about, but mules too, where this idea. That a, that, a, that a horse likes you or doesn't like you or that a horse does this thing because it wants to get back at you for you, you know, like not giving it enough grain yesterday. Like basically these guys, it was. A, Is that true or false? Oh, oh it's complete anthropomorphization.
4: That's okay. a big old word.
1: Yeah. Good. We've good. First try. If you're going to define
4: relevant, and then I yeah. think you need to we've define mapped, that. We've
1: <laughs> mapped human and, traits onto animals. That's right. Thank you, Isaac. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and basically, the two guys that wrote it, I can't remember their names. Basically, one of them was a neuroscientist, and the other one was a real good horse trainer. And um, and basically, the, the, the neuroscience guy, which I loved, and I still would like to have him on the podcast, he was like... A horse does not have a place in its brain to love you. But what about in its heart?
4: Right. (laughs) Exactly. And a
0: brain doctor knows nothing (laughs) about hearts. Hmm. As a parent, nothing keeps me up at night more than the idea of something happening to my children. But if something happens to me and I'm not around to protect them, that's a true nightmare. Having term life insurance for myself is crucial because I can rest easier knowing my children and loved ones can have some financial support even if I'm not there. That's where Fabric by Gerber Life comes in. Having life insurance just gives me that extra confidence throughout the day knowing that my family will be financially cared for if something bad happened to me. Fabric by Gerber Life is term life insurance you can get done right here, right now. You can be covered from your couch in under 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meatfabric.com slash bear. That's meatfabric.com slash bear. M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash bear. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame when you use code BEAR, B-E-A-R, BEAR. That's AuraFrames.com. Use code BEAR at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Whitetail Institute launched the food plot revolution in 1988 with a concentration on research and real-world testing of forage products specifically for whitetail deer. Whitetail Institute's research and development team of agronomy experts provide effective, personalized service. I've been using Imperial Whitetail Clover for a long time in a food plot back behind my house in 2007 I killed the biggest buck of my life over an Imperial Whitetail Clover small quarter acre food plot. Imperial Whitetail Clover is the only clover scientifically developed through years of selective breeding. Clover Extreme Genetic Stability provides extreme cold tolerance, disease, and drought tolerance.
3: What about Trigger and Silver, man? Holy yeah, no yeah. kidding. Is that Lone Ranger, and, Long Ranger and, Tom and Tom Rogers. Roy Rogers. I mean, those animals love those guys. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. Didn't even like it them. It is
4: actually hard because we had a, we had a mule, and uh, what was her name? The very first one, was it Mabel?
0: Um, Ellie Mae.
4: Ellie May, And we had a horse, Ruth, and Ruth left for a while and, and wasn't there. And Ellie Mae was so needy. I would walk out, and Ellie Mae would not pay me the time of day. I I go on walks by where the the mules are, and I would walk out there every single morning. Walk out there with the dogs. They would they would walk with me. The mule would just stay off to the side. When the the horse left town, I would walk out there, and she would come greet me every morning and whinny at me every single day. I just I'm see, not saying that that's they a, love. That's a
0: classic. You've anthropomorphized these animals because you you feel like she's like emotionally lonely. They're herd animals. So they want, they they have a deep, deep desire to be with another animal. I'm just saying she whinnyed. I'm just saying
4: like emotions whinnying. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I know more about this topic than you.
0: Yeah, maybe
3: so. (laughs) Put that to the list. Social capital.
4: (laughs) That's what we call it. Social capital. Great.
0: Well, um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this podcast. What
1: what was your what was your favorite part, Isaac? I think it was the lady who just like had all the information dialed yeah. in on the mounts. Just yeah. like, oh, that's Sandra. a one seventy six. It's like, yeah, dead gum.
4: Sandra. Yeah, she corrected she me. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I was like, ah, oh, it's one sixty
0: five, one seventy, and she's like, oh, no, it's one seventy six.
1: I think. I think. Yeah,
5: Mister Boone and Crockett, try one seventy six. Yeah, yeah.
1: In a broader sense, like I, I enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed. We can get to the uh, funeral procession. That uh, mm. was a really interesting thing for me.
0: We but almost took that out, by the way, if
1: you yeah, want to get behind the veil. See how the sausage is made. Um, but I think w- what's really powerful about uh, this piece is like, it. as soon as you start lis- listening, it takes you to all the places in your childhood and growing up and yep, the places sure in your does. hometown where you're like, yep, yep, that place is gone. This place is shut down. Hmm.
4: Oh, interesting. So yeah, that,
0: that, so that's you, what you it were, did for me. You were thinking about the places you remember with taxidermy yep, and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah, Sandra Barrett at Dunlap store in Kirby, Arkansas was really something. It she was, was it good. Was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wish I mean if she was close, I would have been like, hey, come be on the oh, yeah. Yeah. the Bear Grease render. I can't it's pull. Long it, ways from here, I
1: can't pull it out of my head. I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but how many of the stops were planned And how many were right. impromptu? That's a good.
0: That's a great question. So we, I think we decided we made fifteen stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they were totally. They were not random stops. Sure. Well, okay. And the planned stops were, like three. Okay. Like three of fifteen were like I had an appointment with Clifton Ward, and I had an appointment with Sandra Barrett.
1: That's twenty percent. Twenty percent of the and, stops and then, were planned.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe just two. Maybe that's all I had was two that I Did Hunter know we were coming
2: to Burroughs? Yeah, I didn't think he did. I thought we surprised him.
0: Yeah. And so, but it wasn't just a random sampling of 15 gas stations. Like, we were looking for country gas stations. We were looking for places that, like towns that we felt like might have deer heads. But the one Brady Mountain one stop there north of, well, whatever direction from Crystal Springs, east of Crystal Springs... We literally coasted in there after our vehicle said zero miles left on fuel. We were going and, down the
2: road, and he had the gas nearest gas station, which was that spot in the GPS, or I did, and he was like, all right, uh, the speedometer says we've got two miles of fuel left. How far is that? And I'm like, well, it says here 17. Cross your fingers. <laughs> Actually, it was like we were like three-quarters of a mile passed beyond what the capacity of the car said and finally the car zeroed out and we've got it in sight and we just slid right up to the yeah. to the gas pump
4: <laughs> nice
0: yeah. and and so that place totally was just random and we went in there and that's where the, there was a big mule deer we
1: were me- it was meant to be man
0: there was a wood duck there was a fish how do we, how do a we big feel striper.
1: as a general rule about non-native species in gas stations i mean
0: I can't talk negatively about it. it was Still negative. for it. Still a positive. A, a for yeah. effort.
1: Yeah. I, I mean personally when I see that, I'm like, eh. but yeah. there's it's it's something different when I see a white tail or well, something. You know what I mean? What didn't make the cut was there was a jackalope in there. Oh uh.
0: So we we did we we did a little Classic. bit on the jackalope. Where's where's the Classic. line in, in non-standard
1: a... oh. I bet
4: people do not I think we need to pause everybody there. Okay. Know yeah. a everybody
1: knows what a jackalope
4: is. Uh, no. That's
1: another song.
4: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows what a jackalope is.
1: It's a it's a it's a Form of non-standard taxidermy, yeah, where they
0: take a rabbit, they mount a rabbit and put deer horns on a rabbit. Usually, I mean, really it, it brilliant. It was a source
1: like of like a
2: raghorn or a confusion oxy- like in my yeah. childhood. The a- jackalope is a jackrabbit
1: with antelope yeah. antlers. Really, That's is, what a is that a, is that a brand name? Should we be? Are we going to so, owe somebody so royalties for using well, the word well, jackalope they put on
0: the deer horns on it?
2: Well, how many antelopes do you see around? Southwest
0: Arkansas. But, I mean, we'd still call it a jackalope, right? I think
2: so. But the actual jackalope is antelope
1: antlers on a jackalope. I feel there's like there's something with cottontail, white tail there, it's, something. I don't know. I think know. it's a
4: little bit like a Could generic be. brand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's just a little like off, a weed it's eater. basically the same so thing. Is a so
1: string that, trimmer.
0: That place, uh, yeah, that place had a big, nice set of dark, dark, hundred, a big, like, kind of a non-typical, like, mule deer, but oh, it, was mule deer. Yep. it was just a skull. It was just a skull plate, you know? I bet I bet nobody has spoken of that mule deer in fifteen years. Well, oh, it'd be nice. It'd be interesting to interview the owner. Yeah. Uh, and and we didn't we didn't meet him. We just walked in there, and yeah. there it was. And then, so your question was, how many scripted stops? Yes. Really, just two. Yep. Then then there were fifteen other ones, and I was pl- pretty pleased with the amount of deer horns that we saw on our trip, though it's it wasn't like a random sampling.
4: The taxidermy um, representation of south southwest Arkansas, southeast Oklahoma. It was doing, fairly right.
5: Was that first place you stopped the smokehouse, was that a gas station? No. Or was it just that a re- was like more a restaurant? Like
0: we just wanted some beef jerky and cinnamon rolls. So
5: I, I remember as a kid. Who it, doesn't? It, it reminded me of going to this country family restaurant when I was a kid. Just chock full of dusty, old... Taxidermy, all you know, mangy looking, but it, it immediately took me back there as a kid. Yeah. yeah,
0: Brent, what was your favorite part of the
2: road trip? Uh, Miss Sandra, you know, you talked about seeing her talking about the deer heads and the deer heads, that, and you think about all the places you grew up and saw. Miss Sandra took me back to the people, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's not a lot of folks like her or not. I don't see a lot of folks like her anymore. I mean, she has been a staple at that one place for the majority of her life. Mm -hmm. She knew if you caught it, if people listening heard that, she was telling Clay deer stories, and all of a sudden a guy walks in and she stops mid-sentence and says, Hello, Billy Don. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't planned either. No, gosh. I I just wanted to bring her home with me. Yeah. And she's just a genuine, a good person, a genuine person. And she Man. she had so much value in those deer heads up there that there's probably people walking in and out of that store that if you ask them, they've probably been in there a million times, some of them, what do you think about all those deer heads in Dunlap's store? And I'm like, what deer heads? Cause people are so focused now. Yeah. Get in, get what you need, get out, and get gone. I could have stayed there all day and listened to her talk about the different things on the front of that. And I made a little mention of it. There was on the front of the cash register was a pictures from old pictures, new pictures of kids, grown ups, folks that were you know graduation pictures, or yeah. engagement announcement. And I I asked her. I said, "These are not all family." She said, oh no, this is just part of our community here. We're all family. And it was just it was so cool because I grew up in a place like
0: I- that. I made mention that that her stories were rivaling any of those ever told on the Bear Grease podcast. Yeah. Um, what do you call it when someone gets? There's a term for athletes that like get in the zone, and they're they're just like almost operating at like a yeah. supernatural level. What do you call it, like free flow? Or they, like, they
4: call it flow in the work.
0: Flow. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Okay. So Miss Sandra, when she started telling the story. Towards the end, she it was like she was in the she was in the flow, and her 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 voice picked up the pace, and she was like, and then there she was, and then I was coming through there, and I said, I will spank your butt. <laughs> she she threw a squalling fit. She, she, she was great when she really got fired up. Like she would talk to you just like real normal, just like yes, this is Don Kelsey killed this one, da da And then, but then by the time the end, she was like just like she was just ripping on the stories, and we couldn't include them all. She told us. I think every single story that, and, and a couple of them, she didn't know the full story, but she knew all the details that were yeah. known. Like that deer came magic. from this place and this man, and it's been here for this long. There were 10 deer. So you guys only heard like three stories. You yeah. Know? Uh, but yeah, she was a super sweet lady. And I just like cold called her and one, and you know, just said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. You know, she didn't know anything. And I just, and and it's hard to describe to someone on the phone in a gas station, like gas station conversations on the telephone are not long. It's just like, hello, Dunlap store. You know, it's not like they're going to sit there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's people coming in and out. Yada yada. And so here I am trying to say like, Hey, we would like to come to your store and interview you about your deer heads. Like I could, (laughs) and, and she was real sweet, but I could tell she was like, these wow. guys are
2: these guys are weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, we'll we'll be there tomorrow about ten o'clock. And um and you know, Brent will be wearing prayer overalls and the John Deere cap. <laughs> uh you'll know who we are when you see us. No, she was she was real nice. But uh that that was neat. And then uh Clifton Ward, Clifton Ward was a neat old guy, had he had just he had that whole gas station covered in deer. Yeah. And the biggest coincidence of the whole thing was we were in there. Talking to Clifton Ward, and the man who yeah, told that me about crazy. Clifton Ward was Rusty Johnson, who lives in Northwest Arkansas, which is four hours from there. Rusty Johnson's dad lives in Texarkana, which is hours from from Dirks. We're in there talking to Clifton Ward, who I'd never met before, but knew through the Johnsons. And Jack Johnson walks up. Jack Johnson is a Boone and Crockett scorer. I had just asked the man. You know, we just guessed on the score. Rusty's, Jack Johnson Rusty's goes dad. Clay. You can hear him go Clay, <laughs> and I turn around I'm like Jack. And anyway, he's like just passing through. <laughs> I mean, it, it's and anyway, um, that well, is pretty crazy. It really was. It was That's crazy. Rusty's dad. Rusty's dad. Yeah. I mean, I may not have said that. Yeah, Rusty's dad was Jack Johnson. But, uh, um, uh, Josh, anything stand out to you? Well, it,
5: coincidence enough. Today, I was listening to this podcast again, and right before I get to the part where Brent talks about the funeral procession, I see the first funeral procession I've seen in two years Wow! right in front of me. The the, the officer's lights are on, and I look up, and I thought, oh, I better stop before I realize I thought it was just an officer coming down the road, and I realize it's a it's a funeral procession. I have ripped my hat off and pulled over. Oh, did you take oh, your hat off? Oh yeah, I did. Now would
0: you have known to do that before? I didn't.
5: I never thought about taking my hat off. No. I mean, With I've dad, always pulled you have, over. You wouldn't take no, your hat off. No, when
3: I was real disappointed, who is your dad? He didn't teach you that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, "Come on, man."
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So the yeah, funeral so, procession. I thought
3: that was a nice little
5: tidbit thrown in there. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was Good. like, it's like it's like a little PSA right in the middle of the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I it was I wanted I wanted the podcast to feel like a road trip, you know.
1: That was uh the soundscapes of the podcast were a nice change. Like I I can hear the squeak of a door opening and the bell ring yeah, when you go right. into it. Like all those like little...
5: the atmosphere we try to create in here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. was <laughs> we'll zip ties. And how long the was creek
3: The creak of the chair, the breath. Okay. How, how long was that? How long was that road trip? What we, time did y'all leave? What we, time did you get back? I
0: left. I, I was in Alma by seven o'clock. So I left here about six o'clock in the morning. And I got home about nine o'clock at night. And we pretty much drove the whole time. And I picked up Brent and Alma. And then we went from Alma to Crystal Springs to Sunshine. Kirby, Derricks, Hayworth, Oklahoma, Antlers, Moyles, Oklahoma, and then back up through Fort Smith and then back to Northwest Arkansas and Brent went back are, to his house.
3: Are you kind of like a gold digger? I, I don't know what the right word would be, but it looked like Brent funded the whole project. <laughs> 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 yeah, I knew. Who did I turn <laughs> my receipts receipt yeah. report.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, Brent brought me, bought me a few drinks. Um, okay, I'm not you have to sure. stay hydrated. I'm not sure how that happened. Um <laughs> what,
5: what 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 all convenience store items were consumed on this trip? Um
2: Well by far the best, and it wasn't a convenience store, we're coming from Burroughs, was that there was a cinnamon roll and we put pictures on Instagram, but it's as big as a cow patty. And we had he gave us two and we <laughs> we eat one all day. It took us all day to eat one and then at the end of the trip we cut the other in half and he brought some home and I took some home.
0: We're still eating on it. <laughs> it's
2: been the but new question month. But they had some beef jerky that was crazy good. Oh, my gosh. That stuff was good. And
0: then we had a bologna sandwich at oh, Miss Sandra's, I don't which know how, I paid for.
2: Yeah, finally. That was the meal lip sandwich from
0: Yeah, see, from that Dunlap's. didn't make the cut. We we gave a, a wildly exciting audio version of a bologna <laughs> sandwich being made. They it was somehow good. didn't make the a play cut
1: baloney play by play. Yeah classic baloney play by play. Yeah. You know
2: it was cool about that store at Dunlap store when uh when Alex when Alexis saw the video that we you put on Instagram about it, she said, I recognize that store. I've been there. I thought you have been in Dunlap store? Yes, he her, her grandfather, A. T. Oliver, was a Church of Christ preacher in southwest Arkansas.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he in Murfreesboro and he loved stopping in that store and getting that hand-dipped ice cream she talked about oh, wow. when they had his funeral oh, wow. the whole family goes down there so there was three van loads of them and to honor him on the way back they all stopped there in Dunlap's store and got some hand-dipped ice cream there she there said I, i've been in that store
4: wow mm.
2: That's pretty
3: cool
0: dad what was your favorite part
4: you know it,
3: i just enjoyed the the relaxed nature of the whole thing it brought back a lot of memories about Mr. Petty's, where I lived in Hot Springs. You could go two blocks in any direction, and there would be a little store. You know, they'd have deer heads in it. But you know, and then as I got older, I I said, convenience stores have come in, and these things disappear. So, as you as you look, I enjoyed Misty's uh, social capital deal, and I kept mm, thinking, yeah. what what has replaced this? <clears throat> because something has replaced that this part in a community, the, the old store and coffee shops is about all I could, co- you know, you got church, you got civic clubs, you got a lot of stuff going on. It bring people together. You got parades, you got all kinds of stuff going on that pull communities together. And a lot of times chamber of commerce has helped, mm-hmm. but in my little small town, the coffee shops are a big deal. You know, you'll walk in a coffee shop and there might be 10 guys sitting around. Do you go shooting. down there
0: and drink coffee?
3: No, I don't. I go in occasionally and just see see these guys, but I don't you know, I'm too busy goofing. What are off. you doing? <laughs> I've just I'm just a deadbeat man and I've become really good at it. He's driving but, his uh, side by sides uh, to the golf course uh, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what really disappointed me. I mean I, I just couldn't believe two guys of y'all's stature would walk into a store, a station that didn't have uh, 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 any taxidermists at all, and not harass them a little bit. Like, I mean, really? Them. I mean, I could see that as humorous as you guys can be. Oh, I can see, I could you see think you... we should have confronted them. I think so, man. I mean, <laughs> it's a I would be like, "Hey, today. man, I love your little store
0: here, but where's your dead gum deer heads?" Clay stole great... all the
2: toilet paper out of the bathroom. <laughs> so, we
0: did a little graffiti em. on one of them. We yeah. didn't put that on there. We went in the back and spray painted stuff. Yep, good. No, I'm just kidding. No, it- <laughs> that's a good. I I I take that criticism. Yeah, we should have confer- it. We just walked out of there like a couple of little the tail ground your squirrels. Yeah. Just went <laughs> back to the car.
1: Uh, we were eager to get to the next spot. The the toilet paper stealing the toilet paper made me think. Uh, that's issue really not that- true. We didn't. Do <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> an issue that uh, wasn't brought up on here, and I felt like was. Could have played an integral part in this conversation, especially with Mister Shreve, is uh, bathrooms. That was like the number one thing my mom talked about with gas stations growing oh, yeah. up. Like, yeah. does that place look like it has a clean bathroom or yeah. not?
0: Oh right, like in 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 the idea of trying to get people to stop at your store.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Just like that was that was item number one. Yeah. You'll we see that think advertised on on roads. Brothers. Now. Clean bathrooms. Yeah. Mom-approved bathrooms.
4: You might find an inverse correlation, which means as more- cleanliness of the bathroom goes up, <laughs> taxidermy goes down. I don't know why, but that's mm. my gut feeling. I, I know it's an unpopular opinion. Okay. Uh, Some or things as- you
1: just don't tell. If you go to a place and need to use the restroom, do you have to buy something?
0: Oh. A lot of people mandate it, like bathroom to paying customers only. Yeah, Stuff like that.
1: I, I just feel this internal compulsion to do it. Yeah, I'll yeah. like go buy a well, bottle of water or something. Brent and I... Is Brent and I Brent's have, shaking his head no. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm, I don't think it's a moral thing. I don't think I'm superior. I'm just... <laughs> I, I'm trying to put it out there and see people's feelings. Thoughts? It's a t- I like to contribute. I like to be a financial well, contributor. The reason I brought it up I is mean, you we, went into that buying. one gas station, no taxidermy. You didn't want to feel bad. You bought a Sprite you didn't want. Yeah. We did. It was was
0: primarily because we walked in there and there were like eight people behind the counter Uh watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Can we help you? And I'm like... We may have been the first customers that day. Yeah. Oh. so...
4: So I wonder if there's a link between customers in rural communities and deer heads.
1: Can you do a follow-up episode where you go back and you're like, we're here to help you out. We've got a trunk full of taxidermy. Let's throw it up for a week. Wow. See what happens.
0: That's a good idea. We could fill our vehicle up with taxidermy and go yeah. around and see if people would let us hang. Yeah. Man, hey, I, I can not tell you help. I, that actually makes my stomach tighten just a little bit. It was a little it was a bit of a stretch uh time or two going in these gas stations just cold turkey like asking them about stuff. Really? I mean, it's not it, it seems like well, yeah, Clay, you would have been comfortable talking. No. I wouldn't have been.
2: I had the to... It's the sign of the times. And I don't know what it is. But maybe it's the fast-paced life or the disconnect that people have but you don't you don't walk into a store like like Miss Sandra's store and in a lot of, we didn't walk into a store i don't think that anybody was rude most of the people were welcoming can sure. i help you you know sure. but you get a general feel and when somebody is actually glad to see you and know that you're coming in and we got to from like that one place in Oklahoma the ladies were working there in that little store with two stores together that had no idea about any of the deer Hikes. heads hanks exactly they were like hey y'all come on in what can we get you and we started talking about deer heads and they looked at each other like calves looking at a new gate they're like what are these folks doing but once they figured out what we were doing man it yeah was they were all, in all they could do to help us
0: yeah yeah they were they were pretty they were really helpful. so a lot of places they weren't, they weren't they didn't slow down when we figured out what we we're
2: yeah and i that's what i think that's what makes it what makes it different that Used I, to folks like her, those two ladies, and Miss Sandra, and all the other folks that we saw there, they, it, that was a hundred percent. Nearly every place you would go, and now
1: you, we talk about it because it's not. It's well it's different. The, when you're talking about Miss Sandra and the pictures up on the register, right? It made me think like that's social media pre-social media, right? Right. 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 And I'm not here to like just uh, talk bad about social media. I think there's a lot of good and positive and upside potential to it, but it is a force that uh, can silo us, make us not as connected, make us want to say things that are mean-spirited or whatever because there's no in-person repercussion. (laughs) It sort of tears at the fabric of some of our community. But when you go to the gas station and you see the pictures and you're interacting with people face-to-face, it builds those things. Mm-hmm. Agree. Is that is that in that vein of social capital that you're talking about, or is that
4: yeah.
1: uh, not related at all?
4: No, I think it's I think it's in the in that vein. And I think what Brent's talking about, you know, you don't want to be too nostalgic about the past because the past had stuff in it that you know. Whenever you talk about a place of connection, a place of community, the next question is always for who. Yeah. Was everyone sure. in the community really allowed in that space? Sure. And so, in some ways, there have been improvements, but Overall, there has been a generational shift across races, across different cultures. Partic- and, and this is a North American thing. Most of the research that, that we've seen is North American. But a generational shift in all the things that Gary just named. Parades, church uh, church membership, civil civic organization membership. And, and even when there's still membership, people are replacing. For example, I was reading this week about people are essentially replacing doing four and doing, with doing on behalf of, or doing with, with doing on behalf of. What's and, that mean? Well, so like people are still involved in, I mean, the U.S., I don't know if y'all ever read Tocqueville, but when he came to the U.S., it was, this is like in the, I mean, centuries ago, one of the things that stood out about the U.S. was its civic participation and how, mm. how rich community life was. Today, even with the U.S., when, with our civic participation dying Mm -hmm. we're still more engaged in our communities and in volunteerism than a lot of other places than a lot of other countries yeah so Mm -hmm. all the research that we're looking at is that I've I've been looking at is in the U.S. but even when people are people so people stay engaged in like volunteer organizations like the Lions Club the Elks Club um, or or family you know community traditions but a lot of times they'll give a donation instead of going and doing stuff Mm -hmm. with people yep and so and that's That doesn't get you the same thing. That doesn't get you the same social benefits.
3: You know, we all have that need to socialize with each other. And we're going to find it. We don't have to have that little, we don't have to have Dunlap store. I'm going to seek it out. Now, certain people aren't quite as apt as others to find that socialization, you know, wherever it's going to be. You know, a deer Deer camps, they didn't used to have deer camps probably like we have now where you got 30, 40 people in a deer camp. And I mean, they they don't kill deer. They go down there and they eat and visit and have a big time. Uh, so it's real important to have that structure in your society. But the more urbanized we get, the more people walk in and go dead deer hanging on the wall. And it almost becomes like Oark, this store I've told you about so mm-hmm. much. It becomes a tourist attraction. So if you can capture what you were looking for, and you can do it well enough, the Corvette Club will come there, the Motorcycle Club will come there, the four-wheelers yeah. will come there. There's two new little places in, around our community that have done exactly what they did, what Dunlaps has done, Yeah, and people come from all over to go there. They've rebuilt the old store down there, and you go down there, and it'll be thirty, forty, four wheelers parked around it. I'm thirty miles, twenty miles from from the hub of four wheeling, and I stop in to get a biscuit from this guy, and I'd heard about his store. So you got deer heads in there. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He, I know he has fish. He's a big fisherman. Okay. but it's it's an old building, you know, and he's he's smoking meat and. You know, he's got ice cream, and, I mean, people just love that. So instead of it being in every community, it all of a sudden becomes some attraction. Right.
0: You know, whenever I look at pictures of my kids from the past year or even just a few months ago, I'm so amazed at how fast they're growing up, and then it hits me hard. I'm getting older, too. That's why planning for my family's financial security has become a top priority. Making sure we're prepared and having enough life insurance in case something unexpected happens and I'm out of the picture is crucial. And Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents and for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable Term life insurance policy in less than ten minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than ten minutes with no health exam required. There's no risk to apply. They have a thirty day money back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com/slash/bear. That's m e e t fabric.com/slash/bear. Meetfabric.com/slash/bear. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. She'll love looking back on these memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving. And this is not a joke. Juju Newcomb has an Aura frame, and we share photos, and they're incredible. Also, my mother-in-law has one. We have them. They truly are really good, really high-quality The Aura frame is easy to set up. It takes just two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. It also adjusts the display depending on light levels in the room to maintain the true color of your photos. For real, the digital screen is amazing. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame when you use code BEAR, B-E-A-R, BEAR. That's AuraFrames.com. Use code BEAR at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Whitetail Institute launched the food plot revolution in 1988 with a concentration on research and real-world testing of forage products specifically for whitetail deer. Whitetail Institute's research and development team of agronomy experts provide effective personalized service. I've been using Imperial Whitetail Clover for a long time in a food plot back behind my house. In 2007, I killed the biggest buck of my life over an Imperial Whitetail Clover small quarter acre food plot. Imperial Whitetail Clover is the only clover scientifically developed through years of selective breeding. Clover Extreme Genetic Stability provides extreme cold tolerance, disease, and drought tolerance. Yeah, so Dad was telling you there's a store in Oark, Arkansas, which is maybe the, one of the oldest gas stations. It in is the-, the
3: oldest going concern in Arkansas, supposedly. 1890 is
0: when it started as a store.
3: Right, right, yeah. and it's, it's ongoing. And I, I, I would just bet you if you were to do a study on it, it was just a store for years. But now, probably in the last 20 years, it's a destination
0: yeah, yeah they, they they've they've made it into uh like a themed it's kind of like going into like a cracker barrel or something like it, uh wall like drug antiques and yeah well,
4: not you,
0: you
3: you get really good I've never food. been there you got wooden floors you got a porch you can set on you got old pictures all over the place and they've got I
0: actually was gonna go there to the oarcs general store I think is what it's called and uh and and we just weren't able to get there. Hey,
3: let me let me repeat it. We do not need Dunlaps. I, I don't want Dunlaps. I, I want a I want a Cherokee Casino that I can walk in with a clean restroom, get gas at a cheap price, and walk out and listen to a podcast, and not interface with something. N- not necessarily interface, but. If I know there's a place around that has Dunlap's personality, I, I'm going to drive to it. You know, it's going to be a point where I, you know I want to go to it, but it's been replaced by something better.
4: In my so? opinion,
3: in my opinion, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to drive to Dunlaps to fuel up when I can drive ten miles the other way and and get a McDonald's burger. I can right. buy something. What what you're
0: saying is that we've chosen what we wanted. I mean, like, 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 time and progression. We got what we asked for. The
3: dollar bill dictated. Right
1: where we went, and that's
0: what Jeff said. You know, that's what JB Shreve said. Yeah,
1: I mean, was that if you map it onto something else that's happening? I've got a lot of friends who take issue with Jeff Bezos and the way he runs his company.
4: That's Amazon, and,
1: and still buy from Amazon because it's really convenient. Right. It's like yeah. you may say that you want this, but like ultimately, right. I'm stopping at the mm-hmm. chain gas stations because they're convenient. They're yeah. right here. It's going to yep. be clean. It's going to. Hey, we need. Cheap. You
3: know, uh, this is contrary, probably to everybody listening to this, but I moved to a little town in Arkansas <clears throat> to raise a family, to have a nice career opportunity. But I would not have moved there had there not been a Walmart. I'm telling you. I mean that yeah. seems kind of crazy. If there hadn't have been a, that was a Pizza factor. Hut, a Walmart, just a couple of little conveniences, I would have said, "Hey, I don't need this career opportunity. You guys can have it." So uh, Amazon, I mean, they're putting people out of business, but I mean, it gives my family more money. I, I see Save stuff,
0: money, live better.
3: Yeah, you know. So so therefore, and I can see, take a vacation. I can,
0: and that's what I think I'm trying to say. Like I'm not anti modernization. I wouldn't want anybody to ever get that idea, even though they might be like, think that. Like, I, I love Walmart. Uh, I love going and buying cheap gas. All that I think is interesting is understanding, really, what's happened and what we've given up for just just, just to map the change. Like, I'm, I'm with. I see what you're saying. That's a great point because we're not. Yeah, I don't, I don't want somebody to be confused and think that. We're trying to be, like, nostalgic for the past. Like, I don't like doing, like...
1: Do you want to go back to rotary dial landlines?
0: Yeah. Like, I'm cool with it being 2022 and us having the internet and social media and being able to buy gas quick and not have to go in and talk to someone for 30 minutes.
1: But maybe just throw a whitetail
0: inside. Just put a deer head in there and I'll be fine. (laughs) But... My, my point in, in, in what's interesting about it is just trying to map and understand where our society has moved. Cause you just wake up and you think it's normal and you look back and be like, well, there used to be general stores and all this. And then you, you look at the oil industry, you look at social capital and these ideas. It's just interesting. It that's really all, is. That's all I want to do. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I, and that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Like, it, I, I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily even want to go back. I just want us to understand where we're at. And then we can find, you know, we don't have to build relationships at the gas station anymore. Like that is not a human necessity. It wasn't like in the beginning there was a gas station and that's where you went to get all your information and your gas. But we like, do have to
4: build relationships somewhere.
0: That's right. And I
4: think that that's what I, and this is kind of, we've talked to our kids a lot that we live our lives off of ancient principles that do not go out of style. There is no fad that is going to, the principles that we live our lives by are always going to be right. No matter
0: right. what technology, yes. no matter what technology comes, but
4: we live a very modern lifestyle. It's very governed. Greece. A very modern lifestyle that's governed by those ancient principles, and I think that that's the thing is we're not trying to just go back to. And because I think Clay, you actually would you would prefer to live in a city. I mean, a, city. A, a, a town that does not have a Walmart in it. That oh. would be your preference, mm-hmm. and as evidenced by the fact that we live in a town. <laughs> That does it not didn't. have a Walmart in it, yeah. <laughs> and that we've always, I feel like we've gone out of our way to go to gas stations. I mean, Clay wants to go to a place that has character. So I think you, you definitely would, I would say, I hear what you're saying and you don't want to go back and you like your smartphone, but you also, you like to take the kids. I'm on
0: TikTok, guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean I mean, it goes back I, I to- own TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You
4: don't own
1: TikTok. You don't I own mean, TikTok. I think that's own- a Chinese corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I uh, asked them to-
3: this last week, but bear grease, I mean, it, you're all about yeah. the, the popularity of what you're doing is based on Dunlap's. I mean, bear, mm-hmm. hi, who wants to kill a bear to get grease? I'd rather go to a store and
1: buy
4: yeah. some Canola grease. Oil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 something well, to kill you, you know, yeah, that right. bear <laughs> grease is too healthy. I, I, I think the themes that we always come back to are the things that have tension in them, and that's what you're discussing, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, just that tension of like the old meeting the new, the things that I like meeting the new things that I like. And I think, I think we just got to be
0: aware. Like, it, it's just smart to just be aware and just understand stuff. It's interesting. And it, just put a dead gum deer head in your gas station. Really? How really. hard is it? I actually,
4: and one of my, I'm going to say this, my favorite part was the guy who, what was his name? He, Shaquille. Shaquille. I wanted yeah. to bring up yeah. Shaquille. He was. I love Sandra, and I told Clay definitely the MVP. But Shaquille, I thought that was super cool because you kind of have this meeting of the worlds where Shaquille clearly wasn't. You know, his family origin a local. is not. Yeah, yep. is not Southeast Arkansas or Southwest Oklahoma, right. wherever yep. you were. But he, he, in a certain level. You know, embrace there. You can yeah. see the cultures coming together, and I thought that was a super cool story. That someone felt close enough to Shaquille to say, "Hey, I'd like to bring my yeah. beer oh, head." He hey, Shaquille didn't him. open a
1: store to to hang Truth. taxidermy <laughs> yes. in, <Did> but
4: you? <laughs> like likes the community <laughs>
1: yeah. aspect, and he's like, "Yep, that that yeah." I mean, bring in. him
4: in. Yeah, I loved yeah, it.
0: he was such a cool guy. He uh, it was a neat old store he had. And I mean, it was, uh, I mean, he wasn't trying to be cute by being a country store. Like it, it, he had just a
1: just was. convenience
0: store that he was just trying to make a living in, but it was a neat old building. And turns out there's some history with that place. He said it had been there like 80 years or something. And, uh, we walk in and it was a small, there was one other person in there and he was, they were just, he was talking to this guy. I think this guy had like a 24 pack of. Beer like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and he was there sitting there talking to Shaquille, probably and for
4: later consumption. We
0: it was hard to say. responsibly, he was getting uh, his, the... his month's larder of, but they were just talking just like they were best buddies, you know. And then I knew that so, a couple of these stores I would walk in with my recorder and kind of just be like incognito, but I knew that I had to tell this guy what we were doing, and so. He was very interested in the Bear Grease podcast. That's awesome. He had me write it down on yep. a piece yeah. of paper. And my and and I said I'm going to write my name and my phone number. Yep. I need to reach back out to him to see if he heard it.
4: It was to me. It was a highlight in the because it kind of to me it's almost like in Shaquille's store this tension that we're talking about was resolved. I mean you you're yeah. clearly seeing a global universe and yeah. uh, and <laughs> and I mean you're just <laughs> seeing so I, many things. I have this. In it.
0: I have this on tape on on tape. Uh, <laughs> okay. On digital, digital <laughs> on uh, SD card. card. He uh, he when we were leaving, he said, he said, he said, what, what good does this do people to listen to your podcast? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that's an excellent question. I mean, like, he was really processing because I was like, we're a hunting conservation yeah. like his history Clay anthropology, an existential crisis podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 we and we, we why don't you talk listen about, and let me know <laughs> we want we're going to talk about deer heads and gas stations and he was just like huh now what company is it that you work for <laughs> and then and it will around he, long. he said what what he literally said what 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 good would it do for someone to listen to this <laughs> podcast? This was like the most genuine question. Yeah. And I was like, well, actually, you know, the hunting industry, and that's a lot of people listening to be hunters. I said, it's actually a really huge industry in the United States. And he was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, he knew that. And, uh, and he just was puzzled, man. He was just puzzled. It is puzzling.
3: We could roll <laughs> up, his, but it's interesting. But we, could so up,
0: nice. we
2: could go to, roll up in his driveway unannounced, walk in with a deer head and said, Hey, Remember us? Can we hang this in here? I promise you.
0: Yeah. he driving on the go, wall. Yeah. We ought to go hang a deer head down there. He would drive we a nail on the wall. We ought to hang a deer head in Moyles, Oklahoma. I think it's Moyles. Was it Moyles? Uh, something like that, yeah. And we say every person that goes to that store because of bear grease like, will like, give them something. Take A, a, a pic- sticker. They have to take a picture. We ought to do that. Yeah. I don't want to give up one of my deer heads, <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What deer what head are you going to uh, do? Uh,
2: it was what was the name of the store? Bridging. Store. yeah. Brittingham's.
1: Um I was I was wondering if uh Mayor Grease would give his dear may be interested in like sponsoring a, a scholarship of sorts or something like that to someone who may have a gas station or maybe looking to open a gas station and they uh, need taxidermy. Need taxidermy. I think that there's a taxidermy there's some, scholarship. Uh there's there's a greater good to be done. That's the good That happens from listening to this. We're connecting gas stations with...
0: Hey, what about the shout-out Miss Sandra gave to that one taxidermist? Mad Dog Taxidermy.
1: Yep. She's straight up just like, here's the guy. Yeah. Period. The end.
4: Let me he just tell you, you that is social 16. capital right there.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's a proud example. He got, he got
0: an yeah. advertisement on Bear Grease that yeah. who knows what he would have to that, pay for that if he had gone through a meat
4: eater. Yeah. Come on, yeah. let's just
0: be honest.
3: Functional
4: social capital. Yeah. yeah.
0: You go
3: into places. In fact, I can think of several. I won't mention them. And, and a, a couple of them are real good friends of mine. And I go, where's the dead gum chairs around here? I want to socialize with people. Yeah. And they go. We don't have chairs in here. Yeah. We don't want people coming in here to socialize, mm. you know. Yeah. And I'm really they don't. So it's more like, than like a gas station. Well, it's like a real good friend of ours and Mina that that. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. And, and you know, I mean, it's a great run place. It's clean. It's got nice restrooms. It's got great products. There's no chairs. Do your business looking, and get out. So what? What I'm saying or what I'm thinking is, you can have all the deer heads in the world but you've got to have good food you got to have places to sit yeah. you got to have friendly people hey what's going on billy don yeah. you got to have two names i mean yeah. you know two names that's big and so it,
4: it is important th- yeah.
3: so so you can do that without deer heads but yeah, it just yeah, happens sure. if you have that environment you usually have some well taxiderms. and what we
0: did you know we could really dissect what we did we used a a, a, a almost a spurious correlation to try to draw conclusions about something much bigger i mean it's a placeholder we we realize deer heads do not mean that someone's going to build social capital Eh, there i I am saying it eh. but it's a it's an indicator yeah it very strong i'd say it it could be an indicator of a time a time past i just don't
4: understand why all these researchers that i've been they reading. don't talk about they, deer heads? Not, not once. It's been brainwashed by the
0: liberal
1: media. <laughs> Misty, there's <laughs> your book.
0: <laughs> Misty
1: says cut that out. <laughs> Misty says cut that out. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, when you said chairs, I immediately saw the, the little booths. Red Formica benches with a wood grain uh, tabletop, two of them right in front of a window. I can't tell you how many gas stations I've seen that. Little Styrofoam cups of coffee, old men in their overalls. One cu- One cup of coffee, one spit cup. Yep, absolutely. <laughs>
4: that's kind of the story of my grandpa is yeah. like const- his truck. He, when he died, my nephew got yeah. the truck and I got in there and it just smelled like chew. I mean, yeah. that's what it, it smelled like, the old spit cup. But we took him, he was, he was dying and we were trying to, you know, we, we knew he was going to die. We were trying to get the kids these yep. relationships. And we actually brought a video camera down because he was just a great storyteller and we wanted to hear him tell us stories so that our, and so I brought my kids down, my mom, all my kids sit in the room and we just ask them, tell us this story. And he loved it. And after it was over, we said, Hey, we want to take you let's, and we named the steakhouse downtown or anywhere else you want to go, just name the place. And his, he, he was not like super close to even his own family, his immediate family, his own kids. I would say he wasn't the best at building those kind of relationships, but that man ate out every single night of the week. And he built very deep relationships with those people. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I, I would grow up and go into a restaurant and he'd be there. And I always felt like the people waiting on him knew him a little bit better than mm. I did because he had like this routine. But it's anyway. It
0: was really hurtful.
4: It wasn't. Uh, he, he wanted to go to the Country Express. That was where oh, he... Oh, the
0: gas station. That's
4: where he wanted. And the, the steakhouse that we volunteered to take him to was next door. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm not much of... Let's go to the Country Express. That's where I like to eat lunch on Mondays. Uh, and, and like it was so that, good. It, every Monday yep. he ate at that gas station. And he knew everybody in there. And different people would come in. And he'd tell us their story. Straight, people that were strangers to us would come in. And they would stop and talk to him, And he would tell them, don't tell them I'm sick. <laughs> it's like, you don't look well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, the
3: businessman... Not necessarily the businessmen, the construction workers. You know, they have mm-hmm. their favorite little places to go. Yep. The Country Express. One of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just a gas station. that has some nice booths and great, awesome, unbelievable food. Yeah.
4: It's the catfish.
3: Yeah. It just, I mean, what barbecue, loved. whatever uh, you want, it's good. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, 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 it's one of these social capital deals. They go yeah. in there and they share what they're doing and projects they're on. And no deer heads, though.
1: Hmm.
4: Sorry about that. But the further
3: we got away from
2: four-lane highways, there's a guy. There's a direct correlation between deer heads and the number
3: of lanes on the highway. Ooh, I'd love to see a heat
4: map. That's a good one. Hey,
3: Route 66. You think about it. We don't. You know, we don't leave Dunlaps. We don't leave all these places. We retain a few of them. You know, just is artifacts or whatever you want to call it. I Mm -hmm. mean. But route 66, how I many people travel that thing yeah. every year to just stop in at little drive in yeah small gas stations I mean yeah. so people learn how to make money off that you know mm-hmm. you
0: you say well this I think I can start attracting people hey uh, we'll, we'll close down here pretty quick. Do you know where the live mountain line was? Oh yeah.
3: No question. I, yeah. I think about it every time I drive by it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Then that was a gas station, right? It was. Yep. It
3: was in his restaurant. Fact, I'm,
0: I'm fact-checking myself. Yeah. What color was it? Jet black like a uh, July night. I mean, uh, de- December night, Yeah. 1979.
3: Yeah. Hey, one thing that came out of this was a dead gum purple cougar, wasn't it?
0: Hey, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in the gas squad store. Wow, hey.
0: So I bleeped out the name of the small country gas station that didn't have deer heads. I bleeped out the town. I bleeped out everything because I didn't want to make them look bad.
4: I'm pretty sure everyone who ever drives through there is going to know who. I mean, no, Gasquatch. No. That's not. That's... No 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 no. no, 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 no right. right. oh, okay. There was okay. another one that I, okay. that I had to gotcha, gotcha. bleep uh-huh. out
0: completely. Okay. Because I didn't want. I didn't. I didn't. We didn't want to do harm to these. Right. People. We weren't <laughs> throwing shade. Absolutely. Gasquatch though. We were so impressed with the place. I left the name in, even though we kind of got onto him for not having a deer.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I just kind of, I mean, they really went all It out. was
2: not Bear Grease sanctioned, but it would have been Gary Newcomb sanctioned.
0: Yeah. You probably could have played a round of golf in there. I don't know.
2: It was good. It was a big, it, it was a big store.
0: Oklahoma knows how to do gas stations. They sure do. Man, the Choctaw yeah. Travel Plaza with a, 180 190 it may have been a 190 inch typical Uh, it's huge i mean it was straight up looked like a picket fence it was not it wasn't dressed
2: typically but it was a (laughs) typical rack it was a beautiful deer
0: yeah it was it was man thanks guys man do we ever have some exciting bear grease episodes coming up in the future i'm not even gonna give you any hints but very excited very excited about what's coming up This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we've already done right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you actually want to eat breakfast. In the last year, I've been more diligent about going to the gym on a regimented schedule. And it's made a lot of difference in my life. Therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grease today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash grease.